Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to another Wealth Tactic Rebel Entrepreneur Interview, the podcast for people who see things differently. And I'm your host, Kevin Dumont. I've been seeing things differently in the wealth field for well over 10 years. And today I'm joined by a uh, guest, Josh Elledge. Josh, how are you today? Kevin, thank you so much for having me. Doing awesome. Well, thank you. I love having you here today. I appreciate your time. And uh, looking forward to our discussion today for our Wealth Tactic Rebels. So Josh started as a U.S. Navy journalist. He has a, a bit of a story of how he found his way, I guess you could say, to founding something called SavingsAngel.com. It's a good story. I'll let Josh tell it because I think he'll do a better job than me. Yeah. So, you know, like a lot of successful business owners, I had my share of failures in business. And I don't look at them as failures. I mean, they're, they're just learning experiences. You know, there's one thing I, at least I hope we're getting better with. I think that we are. And that is a being okay with not getting what you want or you have a goal. It doesn't happen. The most valuable thing that I got out of those six business failures, and some of them were pretty painful. I, you know, I went through bankruptcy. I went through foreclosure. I had to do a short sale. I mean, really, these were tough. But the reality is I learned some extremely valuable lessons. I learned things that 99.99% of the population doesn't know. And it's not so much about, you know, facts and figures and tactical stuff. It's mindset. You know, what do I do when I don't want to work and I'm tired or when I feel like, you know, I just got a rejection or when it, you know, feels like my back is against the wall. What is the mindset? I mean, that's the difference between achievers and those who just decide, okay, I guess God must be sending me a message or the universe must be sending me a message. Message, I shouldn't be doing this. No, I tend to think that, you know, a lot of times the really, really great achievements we have in life are the things where we persevere and we accomplish success despite our current set of circumstances. And that's kind of what I had to do. So I had all those failures, started Savings Angel over 11 years ago, and I had no money. I didn't have any money for advertising, yet I knew exposure is everything. Like you have to get people sure. to yeah. check you out. I mean, we really developed an amazing product, an amazing service. We could help people cut their grocery bill in half and we would charge them $5 a week for the data. And all, we, all they had to do is just buy what we told them to buy, shop where we told them to shop. And just, you know, it's a combination of coupons and sales and that sort of thing. And they could take a $900 a month grocery budget down to $400 no sweat. It's a great product, but you can have the best product in the world. You can have the free money business, right? It doesn't matter because if people don't know about it, you're not going to be in business very long. What I did is rather than pay for advertising, because I, again, I had no money, is I just reached out to local media and I reached out to local radio station and said, look, um, you know, I would love to advertise on your station, but I just don't have budget. Is there any way that you know, maybe I could serve and bring value instead. And uh, I had one small radio station that took mercy on me as a local Christian broadcaster, in fact. And I started doing a regular weekly segment with them. And it was super valuable. And that really helped grow our business. Then I started writing a newspaper column that became a syndicated newspaper column that I've been writing for like nine years now. I've been on TV 
over 700 times. I do syndicated TV, syndicated newspaper column locally here in Orlando. I've been on TV as local consumer guy. And that's the, that's the bulk of, of the 700 times. It's just, I keep showing up over and over and over again. And I bring value and I serve that audience and I don't have to sell really. You know, I, I find that if we can focus on building trust first, People are smart and just trust that people are smart. And if they certainly give them invitations and tell stories about how they could engage. But I don't think that we're in that day anymore where we need to take a high ticket sales course on how to do high pressure sales. I think those days, right, I right. hope those days are long, long gone. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah. I, in our industry too, in, in wealth tactics, it's uh it's very similar. It's very, very trust centric. If people don't trust us, there's no point in doing what we do with them because we can't do anything for yeah. them. They're not going to work with us. You know, and I think that brings us to what you're talking about getting out there. In today's day and age is very online mm-hmm. based, right? Well, there's a lot of opportunity, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's talk about this for a bit, the importance of being online, uh, online branding for your business. Yeah. I think that's probably key for most businesses today. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, obviously we're all online. I mean, the thing is when you meet together with somebody, a potential client, partner, another, you know, say an influencer, you can move the needle on that relationship pretty well. There's nothing quite like being together in person. So, you know, I think of the, um, friends that I have who I've gotten to know through conferences and, you know, my relationship with them. I mean, we generally get to figuring out if there's a way that we could do business together pretty quickly because we've spent that time together. You know, we walked from the conference center to lunch together and, you know, something so powerful about in-person communication. Well, most of us are not doing business that way. Most of us are doing business um, with online introductions. So hopefully we're getting some good word of mouth from friends. But the reality is our online presence, that's our calling card. And it's where people are deciding, is this person worthy of respect or not? Is this person legit or not? Is this person successful? Does this person have social proof? Do other high net worth individuals communicate and connect with this person? Do they trust him or her? And if they trust him or her, then I should probably. So there, everyone's looking for these indicators of authority. And what we do is that we're really, really good at figuring out What are people going to see and what are people going to think? And the reality is, if they see and think something that's kind of a red flag for them, you'll never know. They're just not going to hit reply on that email and you're going to think, oh, okay, well, they just must be busy or they don't like me. They are busy. And when they were deciding whether or not to hit reply on that email, they said, well, who is this person? They took a look and they said, uh, probably not, you know, probably not ready for me right now. I don't feel like they can solve my problem. We all have problems and, you know, we have a certain level of trust that we can put in other people that they can solve those problems for us. And time together can really move the needle. But honestly, some very simple things online in our branding, social proof, et cetera, can really get people to, you know, to that point where they feel like we can solve their problem. Speaking of social proof, what key points are people usually looking for when they're looking for that proof? 
indicators of authority fall into three different categories today. And I hope someone write, you know, the person who's listening to our conversation, please write this down. Number one is going to be, are there some indicators of your success? So we were talking, uh, Kevin, before our conversation, the fact that you've got an office in one Rockefeller Plaza. Now, however you work that out, that's an indicator of success. And I would absolutely, like, I would make that your hero shot. I would leverage the snot out of that. I would have videos of, hey, here's me at one Rockefeller Plaza. This is where my office is. This is where I, you know, this is where I work. I would leverage the heck out of that. You know, however you're working that out, you're probably making a significant investment. And because you're making that significant investment, I trust that you're probably pretty profitable in business. And so, yeah, I would absolutely leverage that. So it's interesting. Like we do a lot of media stuff for our clients. We get them tons of media. And most people, when they say, well, Josh, can you get me on, you know, such and such news program? Can you connect me with this producer? You know, can you get me quoted in Forbes, Entrepreneur Inc., you know, et cetera? And the answer is always, of course we can. And people will then get the media placement and then they say, well, that's great. I just got some great visibility. Visibility is good, but visibility is not as important as authority and using those indicators of authority to move people along. So you do media to get people into the top of your funnel, but you have to understand that that's a process now. And what you really need is, sure, you need people coming to the top of your funnel, but you also need stuff to move people down through the funnel really fast. Now, the authority is going to do that. Otherwise, people are just going to be bebopping their way out of your funnel. So number one, we talked about indicators of authority or indicators of success. Does it look like You've got clients, you've got success. That might look like great reviews. You know, that those are some other things that fall into that category. That's number one. Number two would be your social proof. This really matters today. So if I scroll down to the bottom of your website and I'm looking for social media logos, and then I want to look at, say, your Facebook, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, I want to see people. I want to see engagement. It's taken me a long time to build up over 130,000 followers on social media. That's not enormous, but it's enough to indicate to somebody that, okay, I should probably listen to him just a little bit longer because other people are kind of following him. It looks like, and again, not fake followers. I mean, it's, you have to show real engagement. You know, people are smart. You're not going to pull the wool over people's eyes today. People are, everyone's savvy. So, but social proof really matters. Number three would be your associations. So are you being asked by other influencers, by other successful individuals? Are you being quoted in Fortune, Forbes, Inc., you know, that sort of thing? Do you have those logos on your website? Are influencers talking about you on social media? This stuff really matters. Two-thirds of all of our buying decisions right now are outside of a company's marketing and advertising. We're not looking for that. We want to know what other people have to say about a company. Really great book I recommend to everybody. It's called Marketing Rebellion by Mark Schaefer. The consumer landscape has drastically changed over even the past five years. It's just entered rapid momentum about how consumers make their buying decisions. And, you know, part of it is, you know, fault of people like me. I'm a consumer educator. I'm a consumer expert. I tell people how to be 
insanely skeptical before engaging with any company or product or service. So I've been teaching this for years and years and years. And listen, if you're a marketer and you are following old advice that you could just put great Facebook ads and that's how you're going to convince everybody you know, that you're fabulous, that's not enough today. Uh, you're going to spend a lot of money. You know, Your cost per lead, cost per click is just going to be extremely high today because consumers are you know, right. they're guarded. They got their guard up. Yeah, absolutely. Old ways of advertising really don't have the effect they used to have no. at all. Not absolutely not. Close. So you mentioned authority, right? Being an authority, that's important for proof and it's important for business. So why is it what you could be called one of the most valuable currencies you know, that someone can create for their business. Right. Today. So if you have a lot of industry respect and authority, your sales funnels just don't need to be that great. Your ads just don't need to be that great. And so think of it this way. Think of the most successful person in your industry, the person that everybody has heard of. Okay. When she or he communicates, like let's say uh, she or he guest posts, uh, you know, on a you know major website, for example, people are instantly going to recognize that person and, oh, this is someone I should trust because I hear about them or I know about them. Like I've already been introduced to them. Or even if you're being introduced to them for the first time, you're like, whoa, where have I been? And so people feel like they ought to pay attention because other people are. And so this just comes down to, do you want to create more success in business or not? Do you want to make more money? And if you want to make more money, if you want to have a bigger impact in the world, then you need to get out from behind your computer screen and you need to get out on the stages. Those stages are both physical and virtual. And if you'll do that, you know, it's like, look, you can go to a, think of it. If you're going to a conference, you can either be another face in the crowd and that's great. And you can have an, another face in the crowd experience at that conference. But I want you, the next time you go to a conference, I want you to pay attention to the treatment that keynote speakers get. And how often do you see people further promoting the brand of that keynote speaker? I've gone to conferences and I still do in both circumstances. I've been keynote speaker. You know, I've been, you know, go to a conference in a new community that people don't know. They don't know who I am. And so, and I can tell you that it's a wildly different experience. If I'm a featured speaker, I'm going to have 20, 40, 80 people all tagging me on Twitter, you know, talking about, you know, Josh Elledge lighting up the stage, blah, blah, blah. And that's really good for my brand, you know, when you can get that. And it's not going to happen overnight, but it's a process and you build to that. And once you get to that point, I'm just going to tell you right now, business is a lot easier. It's a lot easier to make sales and have uh, make money when you have other people kind of blazing a trail for you. And that's the goal that we want to get to. And your online branding, your online authority, your online influence can really be your number one advocate, could be your number one PR person. You know, once you get some of these things put in place, when you have high authority online, it's going to feel like you're just lucky in business. Like you're just going to talk to your, yeah, you're going to communicate to your loved one. You're like, oh my gosh, like another person just out of the blue contacted me asking for, you know, wanting to do business. You're going to be saying that a lot. When that happens, you'll know you've got your stuff dialed in. Right. That's a good thing. I think it's what a lot of people want. They want it. <laughs> it'd be like if you had a store and people just walk in the door, yes. right? It's, it's like that. Yep. That's exactly it. That's the goal. 
So what, what are some good ways to, to gain more influence and to grow authority? Right. You know, one of the first things that I commonly, in terms of advice, I think that our branding today starts with our headshot. Because our headshot is the first thing that somebody's going to look at when they say, here's a name. Let's say you're even just communicating in a Facebook group or something like that. People will read your comment and say, this person sounds like they know what they're talking about, but who are they? And then they hover over your name. They look at your photo. Instantly, they've made a bunch of decisions about who you are. Our photo, it's the doorway into who we are online. So what should you do? You should get professional headshots done. Everybody should. The reason why, if you want to do business online, it's kind of like if you were to use an online dating platform, would you want to have a good headshot or would you want to put a really crappy, grainy, harsh shadows? You know, No, you wouldn't do that. You'd put your best photo. Why? Because you want to attract the best quality of person who's going to say, mm, there's something about this person. You're just, and it's not about becoming someone you're not. It's about stripping away the digital barrier. Because again, what did I say? I say in person is always going to be most valuable and the highest opportunity to connect. Digital is what most of us have, most of us are using. So you need to chip away at that digital barrier, present yourself in the best way possible. Go get headshots. Listen, $100 are friend prices, $300, you know, you know, want to work with a professional who's not, not going to hook you up. <laughs> and it's going to be about the best one to $300 that you spend and just put it everywhere. And every social media profile should look uniform. Even if you don't use Twitter, People will find you. And so you may as well just update, you know, have good profiles everywhere. You don't have to engage everywhere. You know, you don't use Instagram. That's great. At least reserve an account with your name so that people can see, okay, brand consistency. There's her face. There's his face. And it really can make a big difference. So that's the first thing. By the way, I'll give you a free website, a free tool that I really love. If you want to know if your photo is getting the job done, I recommend that you use a free website called photofeeler.com. It's photo, F-E-E-L-E-R.com. It's free. Upload your photo then people are going to vote on you. But they're not going to vote on you until you vote on a bunch of other people's photos. And so you'll just, you know, there are three different categories for business or dating or social. And people will give you honest feedback. And they'll let you know whether or not you come across as authoritative, likable, etc. Three different categories. So listen, the reason you want to use that is you want honesty. If you post that photo on Facebook, people are going to be nice to you. <laughs> uh, and most, yeah, the vast true, majority of your friends true. are not going to be honest with you. Right. And it is all about making it more personal, right? That might be your objective. Or you might want to project extreme authority and competence. That might be. So if right, you right. know the emotions that you want to convey, you would actually communicate that to your photographer. And a good photographer will know how to frame the photo, will know how to coach you to make sure that that's the energy that you're giving off. Your pose. I did a 45-minute video all about how to create the perfect headshot to convey whatever emotion that is. And then I actually went through and I did another follow-up video where I actually went through and reviewed a bunch of people's photos, kind of let them know whether That's or not I felt that they were projecting that. That's good. It's, um, 
headshots has more science to it, oh, so to speak, yeah. than most Listen, people thought. <laughs> the reality is, is does this sound superficial? Yeah, absolutely. It, it is very superficial. Right. But well, in today's social media just, world, we are in a swipe left, swipe right world. And exactly. uh, you have literally seconds in order to invite someone to the next level of engagement. And if you do a poor yeah. job at that, they're going to say no to that next level of engagement. And it's just not going to go anywhere. Again, is it right? Probably not. But it's just kind of how we all work. So, yeah, right. It's how it is. So we just have to play the game that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So we talk about PR. Your business now is up my influence, mm -hmm. right? So it's all about PR, getting someone more authority and everything. Yeah. Why should a new business owner be really into that? Why should they take that seriously to really grow their brand? Well, again, it's do you want to be perceived as an industry authority or not? And if you don't, then you're going to be spinning your wheels a lot. You're going to have a lot of people. Right. You're going to keep on dumping all this money into ads, and you're going to wonder why you have to pay so much, and you're going to be jealous of other people that seem to have it easier. Just take a look at the most successful people in your industry. Do you want what they want? Do you want what they have? Well, yeah. you know, one thing yeah. that, you know, that I've learned is if you want what somebody has, just do what they do. And most high authority influencers in an industry, they're pretty visible. They are not afraid to get up from behind their computer screen and connect person to person with an audience. So that's kind of what we should be doing as well. And what that means is that you need to go out on those stages. And those stages, again, those could be digital news websites. They could be podcasts. They could be literal stages. Like you could be speaking at small industry conferences and working your way up. You know, it could be, you know, being sought after for your opinion by other influencers. And so now, you know, there's video evidence that you're connecting with other influencers. And so people are going to say, oh, well, I know and like Tony Robbins. Oh my gosh, Josh spoke at a Tony Robbins online event. Okay, well, if Tony Robbins organization trusts Josh enough to invite him to speak, then maybe I should give him a couple extra minutes to, to pay attention to what he has to say. Josh has been invited to speak at Social Media Marketing World. Okay, well, I know and am familiar with that conference. That's a pretty big conference. If they trusted him or not, you know, maybe I should give him a few extra seconds. That's all we're doing is we're just trying to get a few extra seconds or minutes with somebody um, so we could gain enough trust so we could go to the next level in the relationship. Again, you really have to, I think the dating, the online dating metaphor is a really good metaphor to follow because we're kind of doing the same thing. We just want to invite somebody to the next level. And hopefully that next level will be a, an online video call where, you know, we have a Zoom call with somebody. And if we can spend 30 minutes, you know, via Zoom on a call, that's really going to move the needle forward. That should be the big goal that we want to get and for most of us, if you, especially like you're in B2B or you're, you know, you're not in consumer products or something like that. Generally, you know, for a lot of service-based businesses, we want to move them into some kind of thing where they can really connect with us. And online video calls are a great way to do that. Yeah, I agree with that. Online video calls make it much more personal, much easier to trust each other, moves the relationship forward much more quickly. Which is what we're looking for. That's the goal, correct? So to make the move the relationships faster, to move the, the marketing and, and influence and everything faster. That's the point behind yeah. that, I guess. 
new entrepreneurs, they usually feel a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they, they might have been someone who had an idea or they might have been good at doing something. They become, they go into business for themselves. So a lot of them feel like what they need to be doing is, is working on that, working on that business, right? Whatever it is, but whether it's making furniture. So they feel that they have to perfect that furniture and be doing that. But that's not necessarily what the key is to the success of their business, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what we're talking about, I mean, this is a Michael Gerber e-myth trap, right? And and this is, thankfully, I read this book really early in my business career. So I knew that, uh, you know, one of the things I needed to do as soon as possible is get leverage, you know, get into that B quadrant, Robert Kiyosaki talks about in Cashflow Quadrant, but you have to leverage a team. There's only so much that you or I can do as individuals. When you start getting feedback, from your peers and other people where they say, oh my gosh, you are everywhere. Like that's what you want. And you can't really get that until you have a bunch of people working with you to help you achieve that. And you also, listen, you got to stop with the, you know, it's like Michael Gerber will tell you in the e-myth, you know, it's like you got into business because you love making pies and somebody told you you make the best pies on the planet. You can't spend all your time making pies. Matter of fact, you should spend very, very little of your time making pies. You need to be doing everything in your power to be growing the business. And somebody needs to be the spokesperson for that business. Somebody needs to be the ambassador to audiences. And generally, that's going to fall on the shoulders of the founder or the CEO. She's got to take care of it. That's just her job. And so, right, right. listen, if you are not outgrowing your business, who is? Chances are it's, you know, it's going to be really hard to hire somebody in that, into that position. Nobody cares about the business as much as the founder or the CEO. Right, exactly. And that's, that's what it is. I mean, you could almost say it's that you want something done right, do it yourself, but it's not the work of the business. It's the caring for the business. It's the promoting the yeah. business. No one's going to have the passion of it the way that you do. You're the one that it's your business. It's your idea. You own it. It's, it's your baby. Mm-hmm. So very true. I agree. <laughs> Getting it out there. <laughs> right. So before we end today, Josh, quick question for you is, Do you have any value bombs? And this is the way I I like to say, you know, you started with saying that, and I had six businesses that didn't go well in the beginning. So that means you had six things, at least, that you can pick from for something that you can share with our listeners, the Wealth Factor Rebels, that they should not do. (laughs) Something to avoid. Well, listen, I could tell you that one of the biggest things that I learned from my failures, as they were, you know, again, we'll just call them failures. They, the businesses did not end up succeeding financially. Right. And so the thing that I learned was, you know, again, sales, I think, could be a really tricky thing for some of us where we feel maybe like sales is a job of convincing somebody of something. And it's yeah. not. It's really about can I provide service? And the money is just part of the exchange. Can I make this person's life better? Can I add more value to them than they are giving to me? And somebody needs to lead in that relationship without a doubt. And that's our job as business owners or founders or, you know, for in sales and marketing, somebody needs to lead so we can lead in that relationship. But don't get too hung up on yourself. Like, and this is, this was my problem. Not everybody suffers from this, but 
I overanalyzed everything and I was just so scared and worried that I was going to get rejected or they were going to think that I was just pushing something on them. And really it's because I sold from a place, I want to grow my business and make more money. And that can serve you up to a point. Uh, but really at the end of the day, it's like, if you truly believe in your product and service and you know that if someone doesn't get your product or service, they may choose an inferior solution. Look, if people don't find out about me, they're going to be dumping more money into Facebook ads and they're going to be spending ridiculous sums of money with marginal profit at best. And so what I can do is I can help get them to a position, I know this, where I can increase their conversion rate by 20, 30% easily. At first, it started with the belief that I think I can do this because, you know, I achieved this for myself. And so hopefully, you know, you're not just being an expert and being an expert, right? You've actually, you've actually done something yourself. And I think, again, consumers are, are looking for this. But I'd say, again, just kind of get out of your own way in terms of, you know, feeling like, you know, if you're scared of sales, if you know that you have a moral obligation to serve and help people, it's going to be a lot easier. So if you get out of bed in the morning and your first thought is, who can I serve today? Whose life can I make better today? I've got an urgent mission to do this. This is actually going to be a lot easier for you than if you're worried about, you know, just thinking about who am I going to sell to to make more money? I understand what it's like to be in that position. You got to get out of it because people can smell desperation on your breath and it's just going to screw you all up. And then you're going to get caught in that whole, you know, fear cycle and that sort of thing. I agree. I agree. Years ago, I had sales training myself and part of the basic sales training, you know, 15, 20 years ago was they would always say, you know, if you go out there and you really want that sale, they call it commission breath. Yeah. That's yep. what you would have. If you really want that sale, they're going to know you want that sale. You're going to have commission breath. They're going to smell it on you. And that's the end. You'll never get it. You can't go in it for that reason. It has to be something else. It has to be, like you said, I want to provide value. I want to help someone. I want to do some good for someone. What can I do for them? How can I help them? And if you're going in with that attitude, it all goes away. And then it just becomes about helping someone. Right. You are, Kevin. That's what everyone wants. (laughs) Thank you, Josh. Uh, That's words of wisdom right there. Before we we close today, is there anything else you want to say to our Wealth Touch listeners? Well, sure. If you'd like to know what your authority score is right now, we put together a free quiz. So what you'll do is you'll answer several questions and I'll tell you what your authority score is. You may not like the answer, but at least you'll Mm -hmm. have clarity. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll give you a, based on what your score is, I'll give you a list of free resources and tools that you can use, platforms you can use, just a lot of great strategies, tips, and advice on how to start increasing that. And you know what? If it takes you a couple of years to go from you know where you are right now to 10Xing your authority, listen, two years from now is going to be a really fun place to be. And that's my goal is to, is to help people yeah. get to that level. So, um, but yeah, you can just... my influence.com slash quiz and take the free quiz and love to give you some clarity on that. Excellent. Thank you, Josh. And of course, I'm going to put Josh's websites, uh, the My Influence and the Savings Angel on our show notes page. Uh, Josh, your contact information I can put there as yep. well. At wealthtacticrebels.com, you go to the show notes, uh, you find uh, Josh Elledge's uh, show notes page. While you're there, you can also download our free guide to the three key areas you could be losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily. Again, Josh, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate you 
sharing your knowledge with our Wealthtactic Rebels. You bet. Yeah, Kevin, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you so much, Wealthtech Rebels, for joining us today. Have a fantastic day. Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticsRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. Information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.